0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: Hi, I'm Kate, and I'm doing something totally thrilling. I'm running away. Just picturing my parents' worried faces makes me smile. Why, you ask? They deserve it for trying to send me, their beloved only daughter, to some disgusting girls' boarding school. Yuck! No parties, the grossest uniform, bossy supervisors, and no hot-muscled guys! Ooh, That place is for nerds, not me! An it girl and the founder of Clique Chic, our school's exclusive group for the hottest, most sought-after girls. To be a part of the club, you must be really fashionable, you know? I'm talking about a wardrobe full of the latest designer must-haves, manicured nails, and the glossiest hair. Only girls as dazzling as us can make the school hallway our catwalk stage. As one of us, your life will be filled with endless parties and super cute jocks fighting for your attention. Studying and homework? (laughs) That's not our thing. Those loser nerds who are chasing after us will take care of it. Hey, do you know those people? I looked outside and saw a group of bodyguards who were yelling and trying to force my cab to stop. Ugh, this was so uncalled for. 500 bucks if you can get rid of them. The driver immediately sped up. <laughs> Ordinary people will do anything for a little bit of money. He dropped me off at a service station and I quickly snuck inside and hid in the restrooms. Ew! This place was gross. Gosh, those bodyguards were loitering about outside so no one could leave or enter without them seeing. How tragic. This was so stupid. All my parents needed to do was let me stay at home for the summer. But no, they sent those bodyguards after me to ruin my life. Suddenly, a cubicle door flung open and knocked into me. Ouch, are you blind? What are those glasses even for? I... I'm sorry. The girl quickly apologized, then she bent down to pick her fallen stuff up. But when she looked up, I gasped in shock. Holy guacamole! What in the world? She looked exactly like me. I mean, at least her face did. Her style was disgusting and old-fashioned. Ew. But given my dire situation, I came up with an amazing idea. Okay, so this is weird. Do you want to make some money? And I mean, a lot of money? She gave me this dumbfounded look. Ew, I hope I didn't get frown lines like she did when I screwed up my face. They were ghastly. I have a really lucrative job for you. As you can see, we have similar faces. Freaky, but fortunate. So... I need you to pretend to be me and live my rich life for a month or two. Here's my Twitter account. Just skim through it. You can learn everything about me there. It should be enough for you to play the part and avoid my family's suspicion. And here's your payment. I rifled through my bag and handed her the rest of the cash. Jeez, this must be a huge amount for her, as her eyes lit up like she was seeing money for the first time, and she immediately took it. We quickly exchanged clothes, and as instructed, she went outside to hand herself over to the bodyguards. Ah, freedom! Now bring on one long, hot summer of fun. But first, I have to go shopping. Wearing these old-fashioned, disgusting clothes made me want to puke. Oh no! My parents have locked all of my credit cards! I can't even buy a soya milk ice latte now! Oof. Could my parents be so cruel? The worst part is, I had stupidly given all my cash and my phone to that girl. With no other options left, I reluctantly searched the girl's bag. A few old-fashioned clothes, some stupid books, and an unbranded lipstick. Huh? Was that all? How can people live like this? But hmm, what's this? In her small notebook was a train ticket and an offer letter to work at Homestay Allen. So, looks like she's going there for a summer job. Hopefully that homestay has a bath with scented candles and a pool for me to sunbathe by. I need to work on my tan. I was glad to get off that flea-ridden thing and breathe in some fresh air. Hmm, now where was my ride? There was a short, chubby old man holding a board with the name Clara on it. Ah, the name on the train ticket was Clara. So this meant he was here for me? Ugh, he didn't even have flowers with him, and he could have at least combed his hair. So, turns out, that's Danny, the manager and owner of the homestay. Honestly, if it wasn't for the circumstances, I would never have set foot in this stupid place. Oh, how the day got worse. Without even being allowed to rest my weary feet, Danny gave me work. Housekeeping. It was a joke, wasn't it? My nails were not made for menial jobs. Life here was horrible. I had to get up so stupidly early that it was still dark out, then clean a dozen dusty old bedrooms. After that, I would do the laundry, dry the towels and bedding, fold them and arrange them neatly into each room. At noon, I also had to help the chef here, Anna, prepare lunch. And I was also forced to wash a mountain of gross dishes. I had never done such silly chores like this at home. Instead, they were always done for me. Didn't expect them to be this exhausting. (laughs) You should put them in order, so they won't break. Ugh, where did this nosy guy come from? Are you lecturing me? I replied crankily and walked away. Suddenly, oh no! This was the ninth time I'd broken stuff since I'd arrived here. And that wasn't counting my poor broken nails. I quickly bent down to clean up, but... Ouch! I cut my finger on one of the pieces. The guy quickly ran over and bandaged my wound. Bond, that's my name. Huh? What's this? Did he just wink at me? My heart was pounding. Um, I mean... He was cute. Yeah, he was really cute. Um, I'm Kate. Clara. Go do something else. Leave this to me. Realizing that I'd been staring at Bond for a while, I hurriedly got up and rushed to the kitchen. Nice to meet you, Clara. I'm your new colleague. Well, that's not so bad. At least I have someone to share my workload with and to chat. The next morning, I was cleaning the floor, half asleep, when Bond came over, put an AirPod in my ear, and winked at me. Imagine you're dancing, then you won't feel so tired anymore. Okay, this sounded kinda lame, but at least no one else was around to see me, so I decided to just go with it. So, I gave it a try, with Bond, (laughs) and I relaxed a little. Well, I didn't expect it to be so much fun. That night, as I was about to turn off the light, I heard a knock at the door. It was Bond. He wanted to show me a secret, so he took my hand and led me to the beach. Yes, we were holding hands, and his hand was really warm. He took me to a sandy beach and shone his flashlight at his feet. Something was moving under the fine white sand. Ew! What was that? I clung to his arm in fear. Aww, little turtles! I exclaimed as they slowly emerged from under the sand. Yes, they're cute, aren't they? Let's give them a hand. They have to get to the sea before dawn. I hesitated because I thought this was so stupid. When the sun rises, they'll be easily spotted and eaten by predators. Fine, since Bond pleaded... I had no choice but to sacrifice my sleep to escort the baby turtles to the sea. Why would their mom just abandon her babies like that? Their mom protected them when they were eggs. And now it's time for them to start fending for themselves. I bet they don't mind. You see, they're all trying their best to crawl towards the sea. But it was us who helped them. Then they'll be very grateful to you. And so am I. Whoa, I'd never felt like this before. felt like my heart was aching, but in a good way. Thinking about it, I suppose this was the first time I'd ever helped anyone before. Now I kind of understood why my parents did what they did. They just wanted me to be more independent and stop hanging around with those vain, show-off girls. They sure would be pleased if they could see me now, with this sweet and gentle guy. He was the total opposite of the rich boys back home. When I was hurt, He made sure I was okay, he opened my eyes to new experiences, and he didn't try to impress me with dumb flowers and expensive gifts. I've been thinking about Bond all day, and this is the one thousand and first time I've peeked at him. I think I'll have to confess my feelings before I go crazy. So that evening, after finishing all my work, I knocked on Bond's door. Huh? Huh? Why was a teary-eyed Miss Anna standing there? Then she told me the shocking truth. Bond had left without saying goodbye. Panicked, I walked into the room, but there was nothing left of his. Nothing! No! This couldn't be happening! I hadn't even had a chance to confess yet! The next day, I felt so down. It sucked not having Bond here. But then in my zombie state... I accidentally picked up the newspaper at the front desk. O.M.G. On the front page was a picture of... Bond! God, I couldn't believe it! He was the son of a famous billionaire, and they were looking for him! Turns out, I wasn't the only one who'd run away from home. But why did he leave so suddenly? He could have told me the truth. He could have said bye! Ugh! My untold feelings for him felt like an unreachable splinter in my side. I couldn't carry on like this. I needed to find Bond. With my meager salary, I got on the train back to the city, imagining seeing Bond again. This is without a doubt the most nervous I'd ever been in my entire life. It didn't matter how much I pleaded my case and explained that I was Bond's friend. The security guards refused to let me in, I was about to leave when suddenly I saw Bond from afar. He was with a girl. What in the world is this? I tried to strain my eyes to see. My God, isn't that me? No, it's the girl I hired to pretend to be me. What was she doing with Bond? And
0: why did they look so close? Could it be? Hi, my name is Happiness. You're impressed with my name, right? My dad gave me that name. And yeah, as you can guess, he put a lot of hopes and dreams in me. I'm now 18 years old, and tomorrow I will fly to Massachusetts to start my college. My parents are preparing a farewell party for me downstairs. I have never left my hometown and been away from my family, so this is such an occasion. As I'm packing my belongings for college, a flood of memories come to mind. You see, when I was a kid, My family was dirt poor. We lived in an old, dilapidated house on the outskirts of Selma in Alabama. I remember we would buy a chicken at the beginning of the month, and my parents would make it last the whole month. I didn't realize we were poor, though. In fact, at that point, I was just a happy, carefree little girl, but that wouldn't last. My mom worked as a cleaner for a rich family, but they treated her terribly, and she barely earned enough money to even take the bus there. My dad was a lorry driver, and so he was away a lot, delivering goods to other states. Every weekend when he came home, I'd stand out on the porch as soon as I saw his big truck driving up the dusty road. I'd run out there and jump up and down. The best part was that he always brought me a little present, like a piece of candy that he'd save for me, or a small toy. They weren't valuable gifts, but they meant the world to me. One time he came home, and I ran up to him and said, Daddy, yesterday Jeannie's dad brought her a chocolate egg back from his trip. It even had a toy inside. I want one too. My dad looked confused. Then he said he'd heard of them, and they were called Kinder Eggs. And then, with loving eyes and a smile, he promised he'd find me one, no matter how hard it would be, even if it was the last thing he did. The next weekend, I raced out to the street and could barely contain my excitement as I waited for him to come home. I waited and waited. But still, he didn't arrive. I started to get worried, so I asked my mom where he was. She said, Oh, sweetie, he's on his way. Why don't you go to sleep? And as soon as you wake up, he'll be here. There was no way I could sleep. All I could think about was getting a chocolate egg with a toy inside. I'd almost dozed off when I heard his voice. I ran downstairs and jumped into his arms, hugging him. I missed you, Daddy, I told him, and he laughed and said, I missed you too, sweetie pie. Then I said, Um, where is it? Did you get me a chocolate egg? I eagerly asked. Then his face dropped. He said, sorry, baby. I was working late, so I didn't have time to buy one. But I promise I'll bring you two. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Next time to make up for it, okay? But this wasn't okay. I was so disappointed, I pushed him away from me and burst into tears, saying, You promised, you promised me! I'd never cried like that before over something so small, but at the time it felt like such a big deal, and my dad looked confused to see me so upset. At that moment, my mom came through and saw me. She immediately understood everything, then started to comfort my dad Come on, honey, take a rest. You've worked yourself too hard recently. Come eat. You're so skinny these days. This just made me more annoyed. I was the one who needed comforting, not my dad. So I shouted at my mom, Mommy, daddy didn't keep his promise. But my mom just ignored me. And so I stormed back up the stairs, crying all the way. After I'd calmed down, my mom came to my room and said, Happiness, your dad works so hard and you should just be happy that he's home safely. I know he didn't bring you what you wanted, but he will next time, okay? In the meantime, I'll make your favorite cupcakes every day. Every day? Wow, okay, I said to her, and she really did. She made me cupcakes every day, and I was so happy. After a few days, I said to her, Mommy, I like you more than Daddy. I don't even love him anymore because he broke his promise. My mom just looked at me and said, Oh, Happiness, you don't know what you're saying. One day when you grow up, you'll understand that everything your dad does is for you. He loves you so much. The next weekend rolled around, and as usual, I ran outside to wait for my dad. Just like the week before, the sun set, and still he was nowhere to be seen. I was about to start crying when I noticed a man running towards our front door. My mom appeared, and he said something and suddenly my mom started panicking. She called out to me and said we had to go to Grandpa's place immediately. I had no idea what was happening. But for the next month, my grandpa took care of me because my parents didn't come home. I missed them so much. And whenever I asked when they were coming to get me, my grandpa just said, Happiness, they're busy working. Don't you worry. Just stay here and enjoy your time with me. Eventually, I got used to it. Then one morning, Grandpa woke me up early and said it was time to go home. I was so excited that I kept on singing happily. As we pulled up outside our house, my heart started beating faster. I was home! Then a shadow appeared in the doorway, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was my mom and dad. But my dad was in a wheelchair. My mom looked so thin and tired, and my dad had no legs. What had happened? I looked to Grandpa to reassure me, but he looked as nervous as I did. Then in my little voice, I said, Daddy, where are your legs? He smiled at me, and with his usual loving eye, said, They got hurt. But hey, what do you think of my wheelchair? He let me sit on his lap, and Mom pushed us around, and it was so cool. I was way too young to understand what was really going on. All I remember was how many people kept visiting to check on Dad, and that I finally got to try a chocolate egg. That same day, a doctor came to visit, and after he checked on my dad, he came over and patted my head. Then he pulled a chocolate egg out of his bag, and then another one, and another one! Three chocolate eggs! I couldn't believe it. I was shaking with excitement. The doctor said the gift was from my dad, and that I should thank him. I ran to my dad and said, Thank you, Daddy! He looked like he was going to cry, and I asked if he was okay, And he just smiled and said, I'm happy because you're happy. That's all that matters to me. For the first time in my life, I got to try a chocolate egg, and it was the most delicious thing I'd ever tasted. And the best part was that inside there was a toy. After I opened and ate all three, I just wanted more. I kept asking my dad when I could get more, and he just laughed. And then I thought, maybe if I studied really hard and was a good girl, I'd get some more so that's what I did. I focused on my study, and one day I won a medal at school for winning a math contest. I was so excited to show my parents and assumed they'd give me a chocolate egg as a reward, but that's not what happened. They congratulated me, but said it wasn't possible for them to get me another chocolate egg. I don't know why, but this made me so angry. I cried, and I even threw my bag at them, and this made my mom super mad. She scolded me so much that I was scared and ran out the house and went to my grandpa's house. I cried and cried and told him everything, and my grandpa said, Happiness, the reason your mom got so mad is because she is under too much pressure and has to work so hard to look after you. Now, your dad can't work, so she's in charge, and it's a lot for her to deal with. Then he told me what happened to my dad and it changed my life forever. That day when my dad was out doing his deliveries, he got an opportunity to do some overtime, which he jumped at the chance to do so he could buy me my chocolate eggs. On his way home, he stopped to buy them for me, and then because he was so tired, as he was leaving the store, he got hit by a drunk driver. He was hit so hard he lost both his legs. I couldn't believe it. How could I have been so selfish? If it weren't for me demanding a chocolate egg, My dad would still have his legs. I felt so terrible. And so the next day, when I won some candy for the other math contests, I came home and went to my parents. Mommy, Daddy, I'm so sorry. I want you to have these. You always do your best to give me the sweetest life. And so I wanted to make yours sweeter too. That probably sounds a bit deep for a six-year-old to say, right? Well, my grandpa taught me that one. My parents were so moved but they almost cried when they hugged me. And even though I didn't understand it at the time, I do now. And it's so true. It's taken me a while, but now that I'm about to move out, I finally understand the life my parents have given me and how sweet it has been. Through this channel, I'd like to send some words to my parents. Mom, dad, if you're watching this, I want you to know how much I appreciate everything you've done for me. Now it's my turn to work hard and make you proud. No matter how hard life gets, I'll persevere, just like you both have, because I'm your happiness.
1: Why haven't the results of the sketch contest been published yet? Hey guys, the results are over here! Frantically, I ran to the results board. Julie Morris, the first place on the list! Phew! Congrats, Julie. You deserve it. You're both pretty and talented. Is there anything you can't do? Oh, how I adore receiving high praises from everyone like that. (sighs) But what's that sound? I turned around and it was just Kate. Normally, she'd win for sure, but let's check out her rank. Oh, here at the bottom. It was all because of the school logo and ink on the body of the pencil she used that day. Kate's hands got sweaty easily. So when drawing, the ink stained her hand and she accidentally smeared it all over her paper. Poor you, Kate. But you know what? I'm just simply better than you. Now, all that was left between me and one of the three golden tickets to a design summer camp in Italy was one last contest. There's one problem. This new girl called Ariana. Unfortunately, just so happens to be a talented designer. Julie, are you okay? Miss, Julie fainted. A boy shouted loudly and frantically took me to the first aid room. Yeah, so now here I am. But hey, don't worry, actually. I'm not ill at all. I was just pretending so I could skip PE class to carry out my plan. As I walked into class, I saw everyone buzzing around Ariana's desk. I asked my friend what happened, and she said someone had spilled coffee all over her drawing. Ariana was all panicking and kept checking her watch. She'd still have to redraw it, but time was running out. Suddenly, a voice said, Hey, someone dropped a necklace here. Maybe that's who did all this? Subconsciously, I touched my neck, and... Uh Uh-oh. It wasn't there. Then there was a hand on my shoulder that startled me to turn around. It was Rebecca. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is yours. Right? She glared at me. Um, um, that's my necklace. But so how did it end up under Ariana's desk? At that moment, I was so shaken that I couldn't say a word. Luckily for me, Ariana piped in. I think it's just a coincidence. Julie would never do something like this. Everyone agreed with her, saying that a sweet girl like me would never do such a mean thing. It's okay. Rebecca was just confused, that's all. No worries. Ugh, how dare Rebecca accuse me? It's crazy to think we used to be besties. You see, I've known her since childhood, as our parents are friends. But then she grew up and turned into this awful know-it-all. But hey, I needed to put it aside. I had to focus on my own design. Just because I'd sabotaged Ariana's design didn't mean I could let my guard down. It was an anxious wait to find out if I'd made the summer camp list, though I shouldn't have to be that stressed, as of course, I was in. Turns out, even though Ariana had to redraw in a rush, she still got one slot too. But the last slot went to... Rebecca? Huh? I didn't know she was also into fashion design. Anyway, whatever Rebecca, she was never my match. So, ta-da! Finally, I'm here in Milan, the fashion capital of the world. And guess what? During the summer camp, there will be various competitions, and the best will win a scholarship to the Polytechnic University of Milan. Unbelievable! I've been dreaming about this for a long time. No one was going to stand in my way. The camp was amazing. I enjoyed visiting museums and studying courses in fashion history, choosing clothing material, and cutting techniques. Then our first test was announced, completing basic sewing skills in the fastest time. Easy peasy. I've even taken some classes on tailoring before, so of course it didn't bother me. Seeing everyone struggling to complete their products, I smiled and confidently pressed the end time button. However, at the same time, someone else hit their button too. Rebecca. Of course, the judges loved my work, but watching them praise Rebecca's work sucked. Ugh! how can someone who has never taken a sewing class be so good? The two weeks of summer camp flew by, but then the last challenge arrived, which would decide the winner. Each candidate got a large piece of cloth and this is all we would be given, which meant no room for mistakes. Everyone was trying to focus and design with maximum intensity. I glanced at Rebecca, who seemed to almost be finished with the dress. And to be honest, her white dress looked quite simple, but elegant. Suddenly, it got me anxious. Ugh, since when did she become such a pain in the neck? We had a little break at noon, so everyone went out for lunch. Meanwhile, I stayed back a little longer trying to finish the test. I just didn't feel like eating knowing that my dress was not perfect yet, but only I wasn't able to concentrate on my design. I kept staring at Rebecca's mannequin instead. Should I do this or not? If anyone finds out, then everything will be over, but if I lose, then my dreams will be shattered anyway. Something inside of me kept urging me to go straight to Rebecca's work and immediately splash ink on that white dress. My heart thudded with a mixture of excitement and guilt. Then I quickly fled the scene. When everyone returned to the room and saw Rebecca's dress, they gasped in shock. Huh? Why was Rebecca the only one not panicking? She calmly took a brush, dipped it in the inkwell, and walked towards the dress. Then she started splashing ink over it. What was she playing at? My question was immediately answered when a very unique ink-patterned dress appeared in front of my eyes. Worse still, the judges' faces lit up when they saw it, and they highly appreciated her problem-solving skills. Um, congrats, Rebecca. You did a good job. Nah, thanks to you, Julie. Let's see who wins. Rebecca sneered and walked away. What did she mean by that? Did she know that I was the one who did it? I was so worried that I tossed and turned all night. Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. (sighs) Oh, hi, Ariana. What are you saying? Uh Uh-oh. Hang on. How come it was still the 23rd of July? Had I dreamt it all? But it was so strange. Things actually happened exactly like that dream the ink incident with Rebecca's dress, and her quick thinking to rescue it. Anyways, keep calm. I couldn't let this scholarship slide. I couldn't be that girl that lost out on my dream to someone else. (sighs) The shame would be unbearable. After finishing the design, each of us would have a model to present it. At that point, I made a crazy decision. Right before the performance, I quickly followed Rebecca's model to the restroom locked the door from the outside, then put the out-of-service sign in front of it. When all the contestants settled down to watch the show, Rebecca still didn't turn up. Well, well, maybe she was still busy looking for a substitute model. Give up yet, Rebecca? I was laughing to myself when my thoughts of victory were interrupted by applause and whistles. Huh? On the catwalk? Is that Rebecca? wearing her own design? Ariana whispered into my ear. Rebecca is stunning. She totally deserves this scholarship, right, Julie? What? How could Rebecca surpass me again? Hey, Julie, wake up. You can't be late for the last challenge. What? It's still the 23rd of July? Hang on. This meant Rebecca hadn't won yet, and I still had a chance. This time, I decided not to mess up Rebecca's dress. Instead, I looked up online some ideas to improve my own design, and I discovered a wonderful design on a fashion blog, which was quite similar to what Rebecca was doing. Ha! Turned out Little Miss Perfect was just an idea thief. So I decided to design the exact same dress, and one hour right before the show, it was time to pull the trigger. I reported to the judge that Rebecca stole my idea and claimed myself to be the owner of that blog. But instead of any sign of panic, a smirk lit up on Rebecca's face as she turned to me and said, Game over, Julie. Then she went straight to the judge. I didn't know what she told them, but they disqualified me right after. Excuse me? I couldn't breathe or think or anything. I pointed at Rebecca and yelled, She's the thief! There's something wrong here! Then Rebecca calmly approached me. Nice try, Julie. But your dirty tricks won't fool me. I know it was you that ruined Kate and Ariana's projects. And guess who is the real owner of that blog? Yep, me. I stared at her in shock as she continued to talk about the real reason why she stopped being friends with me. She said it was all because of my jealousy, which had turned me into such a mean girl. Julie, you're beautiful and talented. You need to believe in your own abilities instead of sabotaging other people's work. Don't be that type of person. I woke up sweating. I reached for the phone and it was still the 23rd of July. Ugh! Would this day please be over already? But maybe this was good, as this meant I had a chance to put things right. Lunchtime arrived and I lingered behind and looked at Rebecca's perfect dress. I hovered my hand over the ink bottle, but then I left it where it was. Sighed, then walked back over to my own dress. So, what happened? Well, Rebecca still won. But you know what? It's okay. I tried my best, I didn't cheat, and, well, Rebecca's dress was a worthy winner. After the competition, I saw some of the other girls congratulating Rebecca. So I walked over and tapped her on the shoulder and giving her a sincere smile said, I just wanted to say congrats. Your design's amazing. Thanks, Julie. I really love your dress too. Your stitching was so precise. Okay, so I didn't win, but I did learn a valuable lesson. I should always give 100% in what I do instead of wasting so much time and energy trying to ruin things for other people. Oh, and about that time loop, I put it down to competition stress. I think it must have made me feel like I was stuck in a dream world until I learned the error of my ways. Finally, I've found inner peace, and I'm finally out of that dream. I have to admit, I did whoop when I woke up, and it was finally the 24th of July.